0: This podcast is presented by Solving Kids Cancer, dedicated to improving survival through novel clinical studies. To learn more about funding opportunities, visit our website at solvingkidscancer.org and click Apply for Grant. This Week in Pediatric Oncology, the podcast about new advances for childhood cancer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 51, recorded on May 15, 2015. I'm your host, Tim Cricht from Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio, affiliated with The Ohio State University. here along with my co-host, Robin Dennis. Robin, welcome.
1: Hey, it's great to be back.
0: Yes, welcome back. And also, Neelay Shaw. Neelay, welcome. Happy to be here. Today on TWIPO, we are discussing a what would appear to be a positive topic, childhood cancer survivorship has some caveats though. There's bad news and good news. And uh, to lead our discussion today is our guest, Dr. Dr. Greg Armstrong. Welcome, Greg. Oh, it's great to be here, Tim. Thank you. So Dr. Armstrong is an associate professor in the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, an associate member in the Department of Epidemiology and Cancer Control at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and director of the CNS Tumor After Completion of Therapy Clinic at St. Jude. Greg, as our listening audience knows, we always like to start out up, uh, by hearing people's stories about how they got interested in medicine and how they got interested in whatever research they're doing. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background history? Oh, I'd be happy
1: to. I, I actually didn't want to go into medicine for a long time. I, I kicked and screamed and, and did everything to keep from going into medicine. Um, having a father who's a physician who was never home uh, as a young child, I thought this is the last thing I'd ever do. Um, uh, but as I went through college, I realized that my real love was biology uh, and that uh, I wanted to do biology, but I, I wanted to do it with people. And so it really became a natural thing to think about medicine. Uh, and Simultaneously, what I found I was doing as a, as a high school and college student for summer jobs was I was a camp counselor and, and really enjoyed taking care of children and working with children. And so all those combined uh, into a love for pediatrics and, and general pediatrics. So that got me that far. Um, but then I uh, stumbled one day uh, onto the oncology floor at the Children's Hospital of Alabama. And that was a, it was a game-changing...
0: How do you stumble thing. onto an
1: oncology floor? Uh, I was <laughs> randomly assigned as a medical student to uh, a, one of the subspecialty weeks. And I happened to be randomly assigned to Hemonc uh, on a week when Bob Castleberry was the attending mm-hmm. physician. Uh, and I was mesmerized. By the complexity of the cases and the great need of the children,
0: and uh, from
1: there it was a it was a cinch.
0: That's great. We all kind of find our calling one way or another. What kind of physician was your father? Uh, my
1: father was an emergency room physician for eighteen years, and then family physician for the last couple of decades of his
0: career. So, um, t- tell us about you were here talking about uh, the childhood cancer survivorship uh, study um, (CCSS) as it's well known and. Um, can you just give us a brief overview of what that's all about? Absolutely. You know, one of the
1: fantastic things about childhood cancer is now over 80% of children will survive their cancer. And that in and of itself is, a, is amazing. When you look back over now four and five decades of diagnosing and treating cancer, we've made major milestones uh, where, again, 40, 50 years ago, 20, 30% of kids would be surviving cancer now, over 80%. Uh, so it is now a mandate. Uh, they not just survive, but survive better. And so Survivorship Research really aims at going beyond those first five years and uh, following them over their lifespan, understanding their health risks, and then changing care or intervening across their
0: lifespan to improve their health. So you have, you're the principal investigator of a, a $20 million grant to do this, funded from, from the National Cancer Institute. What um, have been some of your results so far?
1: Right. So the Childhood Cancer Survivor Study was initially funded in 1994. We're in year 21 of funding. So the NIH and the National Cancer Institute have been uh, amazing supporters of survivorship research. And, and what's key to know about this study is this is not a closed shop type of study. This is an open resource. We're funded on a 24 mechanism to be a resource for all researchers. Uh, and that really is part of the magic. Is uh, Our job is to create and innovate the resource and then have the, this country's and this world's best researchers coming in to ask good questions and then answer good questions. So um, that's a little bit of background on the methodology. Um, we started... Uh, with survivors diagnosed between 1970 and 1986, many of whom are now in their 40s and 50s, and more recently we've added 10,000 survivors diagnosed between 1987 and 1999, and so we now have over 24,000 participants, uh, all of whom, most of whom, who are adults and, and aging across the lifespan. So it becomes a really fantastic resource for research, and I think when you when you think about some of our key outcomes, we now can describe the mortality experience uh, of survivors. We can. Describe the second cancer experience, the, the cardiac disease experience, and then dig into a lot of the key behavioral outcomes as well.
0: So I guess that's where some of the bad news starts to come in. The good news is a lot of childhood cancer patients are surviving long-term. The bad news is some of the problems are running. Well, there is a downside to the upside, right? Uh, the downside is across
1: the lifespan, survivors are at a higher risk for many uh, medical problems uh, compared to the general population. And um, so there is a cost to survivorship. But that puts the burden back on us. We've, we've improved five-year survival, now let's improve long-term survival, let's improve the health of long-term survivors. So with uh, the challenge comes, uh, more questions and more answers, and let's, uh, let's change, change things.
0: You know, one of the common questions whenever we have
1: new patients come in, is, you know, what is this really gonna mean for them long-term? And, and frankly, we, we do think that if we can get them to a durable cure, we uh, would hope that they'll have a, a good long-term outcome but the biggest question, really, that, that we simply haven't had the data for is how long is that life? Uh, do we have that information as far as just the just strict numbers? Compar- uh, how can we compare uh, longevity for our patients versus uh, yeah. otherwise all well patients? That's great. So, you know, uh, the thing we all take as a, a great measure is that five-year survival time point, right? So and it is really a special day in our clinic where we, we walk in, we, we give them a big hug, we throw a confetti and we celebrate the fact that they did it, you know, they yeah. did it, they beat their cancer. Um.